Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Can you remember a time in your life when you were afraid? You needed someone to come help you? Maybe it was as a kid. Maybe it was in other situations. Can you remember hoping that someone would get there soon? People look for and love heroes, especially when they're in need of protection or need to be re uh, rescued. And even fictional superheroes fascinate us. This past week, uh, Stan Lee, founder of Marvel Comics, passed away at 95 years old. Boy, you'd think that some kind of royalty had passed away with the response that you see. Superheroes fascinate us. It's really amazing when one looks at life and you see how often someone rises up and comes along just in time. For example, take Martin Luther. He stood before the Holy Roman Emperor and representatives of the Pope of Rome, literally laying his life on the line just so that all people could know not just temporal freedom, but the even greater deliverance that comes by grace through faith in Jesus Christ alone. That was a moment when a man with a message was just in time. In many ways, the whole Western world was born in the Reformation that came through the fearless leadership of one man, Martin Luther. Certain people arrive just in time, and when they do, many are glad, even saved. That's what's going on in our text for today. The book of Daniel is a book about struggles, battles, war. Daniel arises at a time when God's people are taken into exile in Babylon, a thousand miles from home. The first six chapters of the book are the history of God's people as they were taken and lived in Babylon. Daniel became an advisor to King Nebuchadnezzar by interpreting the king's dream. He was thrown into a den of lions for continuing to pray to the true God and not the false gods of Babylon. His friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, were cast into a fiery furnace for not bowing down to an idol. But the triune God, the Ancient of Days, was with his people as they fought their battles against the old evil foe and the world around them that was hostile to their faith. These men were heroes of the faith, bright shining stars for the Lord. And the second six chapters of Daniel describe more battles that God and his people would fight. These chapters are prophecy. Most of Daniel's prophecies are symbolic, picture language. We see many of the same pictures in Daniel as we see in the book of Revelation. Strange creatures, symbolic numbers, battles between spiritual forces in heaven and on earth. Thus, the book of Daniel is divided into two distinct sections, one historical and the other prophetic. Some of the prophecies had immediate fulfillments in the decade and the centuries following Daniel, while there were also prophecies that had in mind an even greater fulfillment. Such is the case before us in our reading from Daniel today. Looking 
ahead, all the way ahead to when Jesus will return to judge the living and the dead. Today, we look at the last battle in the book of Daniel. Daniel says, And there shall be a time of trouble such as never has been since there was a nation until that time. He's describing a time that will take place just before the last judgment. It's a struggle for the children of God living in a world ruined by sin. Do you ever feel like you're out of place in this world around us? You ever flip on the TV and think, what in the hell is going on? Every day. It doesn't matter what news station you turn to. There is just wars and rumors of wars and corruption and fighting and bickering. Where do Christians fit into this divided world around us? I'm but a stranger here. <laughs> It's a struggle, and it's always been a struggle for God's people to live in a world that has been corrupted by sin. Not that we don't contribute to that sin ourselves, but it's just that we are part of another greater kingdom. We live in a world that hates God's message and hates God's messengers. The people of God struggle as they wrestle with the temptations and weaknesses of their own sinful flesh. We speak of this troubling time between Jesus' first coming and second coming as the end times. Everything before Christ was preparation. Christ came and brought to fulfillment God's law and his promises. Christ died for our sins and rose for our justification. And now things are being brought to a close for that final fulfillment. The deliverance of Christ's people as he is coming again and will take us to be where he is. We will always be with him. We will live eternally with him. Every single generation thinks that it is going to be the last generation because every generation thinks that society can't get any worse than it is now. What do we always say? This world is going to hell in a handbasket. And yet the world continues to get further and further away from Christ and his word. When we look in the newspapers, on the internet, on TV, we wonder, where has the love for God gone? Where is the concern for one's neighbor? Where is the concern for what Jesus calls the least of these? We are pilgrims in an unwelcoming and unholy land. The Apostle Paul wrote that all of creation is groaning. But how much more must it be groaning today, 2,000 years after Paul wrote? And how much more is it going to be groaning as we draw closer and closer to Judgment Day? To look at the world as it is today and ponder how much worse it will get between now and Judgment Day is a frightening thought. It's going to get worse, says our text, such as never has been. And this is a prophetic statement. Our Lord has allowed his prophet to 
peered down the corridors of time before Judgment Day. And what Daniel sees is horrific. The Hebrew word translated time of trouble that Daniel uses contains the idea of being squeezed in on every side, almost like being squashed in a vice grip. Maybe you feel like that. Such as has not been from the beginning of the world until now, no, and never will be. And if those days had not been cut short, no human being would be saved. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. Today, Jesus' word rings ever true. There are wars and rumors of wars. Our nation is losing its way. It doesn't respect life in the womb or before the tomb. More and more people lambast Christian teachings wanting to silence us and religious freedoms are being taken away and religious people act like a bunch of jerks in the sight of the world. It's all happening just as foretold, a time of unparalleled trouble, a time of all-out opposition to God, a time of false prophets and persecution and famines and earthquakes. Trouble is all around us and in us. You got a knot in your stomach yet? Because if you do, I'm doing my job. When pressured, the light of our faith life sometimes flickers to dim. We may even try to cover up our faith light because we're just too tired or too afraid to stand up for our Lord and the message of his word. So how can we get through this mess called life? God gives Daniel the answer. An answer that was as good back then as it is today. God has given us more than a prophecy of doom. He has given us a promise of deliverance. At that time, he says, shall arise Michael, the great prince who has charge of your people. Michael is the only archangel specified in the Bible. He is the general of God's army of angels, which protects God's people from the forces of evil in the world, from the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Michael serves as God's special agent to keep his people from the devil's plans and purposes. And one of my New Testament professors made a very compelling case that when you hear Michael described in Scripture, it's actually pointing to Christ, the angel of the Lord, the commander of God's heavenly host. Michael serves as God's special agent to keep his people from the devil's plans and purposes. In these last and troubled times, in the midst of the it's only getting worse troubles of this world, our Lord, our Emmanuel, remains present with his people. He is here to save. We will not be abandoned. The Bible repeatedly calls on us to remain faithful until death because that final time of reckoning is definitely coming. God promises that there will be a time of final and ultimate deliverance for all of you. But at that time, your people shall be delivered. Everyone whose name is found written in the book. Daniel is seeing the final deliverance on the last day, which St. Paul described with these words. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God. 
and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will always be with the Lord. In the midst of a world gone mad, God reminds us that he will deliver us. Through faith in Jesus, we belong to the people of God and will be saved. As those who have been baptized into Christ's death and resurrection, we know that our name is found written in the book of life. And at the last trumpet call, in the blink of an eye, God's angels will gather up all of his people. Not one left behind. Now, I have a two-year-old girl. She loves the movie Trolls that came out a couple years ago. You know what the Trolls motto is when they're in, in danger. No troll left behind. That's how it is for you too. You may not be a troll, but you will not be left behind. Not one left behind. God, who knows the number of hairs on your head, will not leave you or forsake you. It's a breathtaking picture that God gives through his prophet. Jesus coming down out of the clouds with the archangel shouting the command for everyone to appear before the Lord's Christ. At his call, the graves will give up their dead and body and soul will be reunited. The trumpet call of God, that voice of an archangel, will bring about the resurrection of all flesh. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Many here is all-inclusive. The word Daniel used is better translated, the multitudes, everybody. There will be a perfect restoration of our bodies so that they are imperishable no longer subject to the effects of sickness, suffering, and death. And those bodies, our bodies, will be reunited with our souls to live eternally with Christ and his kingdom forever. And then the judgment will commence. All will be gathered before the throne, both believers and unbelievers. On that throne will be Jesus, our Savior. He was given that position by the Father, as the Redeemer of all mankind, the one who gave his life on the cross for the sins of all mankind. All of those who are gathered before him on that day. Those who do not believe in him as their Savior and Lord, they awake to shame and everlasting contempt, which is hell. Eternal separation from God, a place of suffering and pain with no joy, only sorrow. We don't want anybody there. That's why we tell them the good news. St. Paul says that faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Daniel says, those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the sky above, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Whoever believes in Jesus will be saved. Where he is, there they will be also, at home with him forever in heaven, where there will be no more suffering, pain, tears, or death. There they will shine like the brightness of the heavens and sing God's praises together with the angels. 
And here is the source of courage that we need to face our own death. And the source of comfort we need as we mourn the deaths of our family and friends who love the Lord. Jesus Christ is no masked marvel or a secret superhero. Although he came once veiled in the flesh, he wasn't covering up his identity but revealing it. A true man of humility who bleeds like us and who bled for us. He comes to us today through the preaching of his word, the splashing of baptism's water, and the eating and drinking of his body and blood and holy communion. He isn't covering up his identity, but he is revealing it. Jesus is invincible, unstoppable, miracle-working, solving our deepest spiritual need despite our weakest physical handicaps, our mental disturbance, or emotional breakdown. Jesus is the Almighty One. Jesus will come soon on the last day, a date that only the Father knows, and He wants us all to be ready to meet Him. And we are ready because He is with us to protect us and is coming to deliver us. He has made you new. He has made you His own. And so we say together as the whole church proclaims, Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. And I may the grace of God, the peace of God that surpasses all of our understanding, guard your hearts and minds in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And all of God's people said, Amen. Would you please rise as we confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, 